Hi, I'm MK Lott, and this is Quarantine Campfire. Today on True Stories, I want to talk about one of my favorite scenes in any movie. I loved it when I was three, and I love it now. It's from a movie called A Bug's Life, which is a Pixar movie about an ant colony that saves up food to please these grasshoppers that act like a local biker gang, I guess. And in the first two minutes, I'm going to have to describe it to you for copyright reasons, but an ant looks up while in line to drop off his offering, and he sees a leaf falling towards him. So it's a, like it's like the size of a car for him. And it falls in front of him, and he freaks out. He makes a gap. He starts screaming like, I'm lost. Where's the line? And it gets so bad that a supervising ant by the name of Mr. Soil has to come down from the hill and say, don't panic. I know what we're going to do. We are going to go around the leaf. And of course, the freaked out ant doesn't think that's possible. And I love Mr. Soil's response. He says, this is nothing compared to the twig of 93. That's an actual line of dialogue in a kid's movie. And it was funny as a toddler, but it's hilarious as an adult. So I watched this scene with my sisters about a month or so ago. And I started thinking to myself, how many of us actually go around the leaf? And how many of us need to be informed that going around the leaf is possible? And how many of us are aware of the leaves in our lives? Now, a leaf can pertain to anything, but for now, I'm going to identify it as a roadblock. Something that got in our way because we had a plan that we believed was made up of 100% surefire strategies. So, let's take me, for example, and my passion for filmmaking. It's been a really big part of my life, but I never took it seriously because I was stupid enough to think that one festival saying no, or my favorite joke in a comedy sketch not landing, or even someone saying, yeah, I was fine, was the nail in the coffin. I thought I jumped into a massive pile of leaves, and then my mind reached the conclusion that, okay, this isn't it, you're not supposed to do this. So I stopped taking it seriously, but I kept writing, and I kept taking that seriously. But because that conflicted with my refusal to go around the leaves, I found myself having what I would call addict's guilt addict as an addiction. So in my case, this always happened when I wrote anything or watched anything. I would have fun, but I told myself, you're doing it, but you know this isn't the right thing, so why are you still doing it? Total disclaimer, this only pertains to select things, so no matter how many times you listen to this, it does not justify heroin or meth. And I would have this mentality with almost everything that pertained to film, even the victories. Like when I got my screenplays published in the books, I thought it was actually kind of embarrassing to add that to a resume or to tell people because then people would get curious, see it, and then go, oh, this is what you decided to do. Huh. Well, don't quit the day job. Or they would be highly skeptical because the screenplay became a book instead of a movie, which is what it's supposed to be. And now looking back at it, a lot of my personal leaves in life are mental roadblocks. They are what I believe are what other people's expectations are of me. So now I'm playing the game of how many thumbs up and approvals am I actually going to get from this in order to justify why I'm doing it. But I never took the time to think about the ways that I can go around this idea. Because clearly, forward is not the way. But I will say right now, the worst way to approach this is just standing in place. Because when you do that, you never actually learn what's best and what's not best for you. Being stagnant is a toxin. Because you play two ideas in your head, and those ideas are hindsight and what if. 
These can be used toward good things, but they're not used for those purposes very often. And so from what I've seen and from personal experience, hindsight is often used as a tool for regret and what if statements are commonly used as tools for veiling fear or just justifying a lack of action. So going back to me and my experiences, I would use hindsight to say, man, I should have spent more time actually reaching out to people instead of wasting my time writing, or I should have done more instead of doing what I did. Or I would say, what if I moved to LA to pursue this? You know what? I would probably be homeless and mentally broken by the third month. And what came about from that was a really bad case of risk aversion. And the idea of if I fail once, it would dig me into a deep enough pit that I could never get out of. And if that's the case, then why the hell would I consider trying in the first place? There's no benefit. So playing it safe turned into never going anywhere and constantly trying to convince myself that I made the right decision. The reality of that was I was never present because I kept thinking about things that I wanted but didn't have, and I never took my own interests seriously. So I wound up neglecting that part of me. No matter the excuses, like you need to grow up or you need to pursue something realistic, I hated everything I told myself because despite everything I said, I never attempted to go around the leaf. And so nothing got done. Now, there was a lot that took me to this point, and I'll explain more in later episodes. But long story short, I started using hindsight and what-if statements for different purposes. So instead of using hindsight for regret, I started using hindsight for preparation. So now I would tell myself, okay, I know that what I tried didn't work. So let's try this and see if it works instead of all the other stuff that didn't. And instead of using what-if statements for justifying my lack of action, I used it to visualize a plan. So now I start saying, what if I pursued this as a career? Then I would need to find things that are creatively and financially successful and within my reach. So where do I find those? And then I started to find and make the steps towards going around the leaf. And then over time, I just said to myself, it's a leaf. (sighs) Oh, look at that. It's gone. But while I know that that's easy to say, I also know what it's like to feel like an ant when encountering a leaf. More specifically, you do everything you can, you have everything planned out to a T, and then something, whether it's an event or a thought, comes up, and you feel like you spent so much time working or getting ready for the wrong thing that now you feel lost. Here's the thing. There are leaves that we go around all the time. You don't You don't notice them because you're so focused on the ones that you feel like you can't go around. For example, do you stop brushing your teeth once you run out of toothpaste? No. Right? You go buy toothpaste. (laughs) Do you not bother when you don't have the money for toothpaste? No. Right? You get a job so you can afford and put money aside for toothpaste. So going around the leaf means taking smaller steps than you think you need, and most of the steps that we think we need to do, we don't have that kind of stride for. So back to filmmaking, I would write screenplays, and my main goal was to direct one of them into a movie, right? You know, like the classic go to Hollywood, get famous, get an Oscar, you know, live, you know, making a million dollars a year, all that jazz. And so I would say, okay, what do I need to do? 
and I saw that any screenwriter needs to have either a manager or an agent. So I would look at agencies, I would look at literary management firms, and they all had the same phrase that would deter me. And that phrase was, we do not accept unsolicited materials. Now, unsolicited materials, for those who don't know, basically means you need to have a quote-unquote referral from the industry to vouch for you. So immediately, I would rage quit because I'd be told that I need representation in order to get representation. And nobody would have time for a nobody living in a small town in Utah. But, and here's the actual true, true story of the episode. Remember Lionel from the last one? If not, check out the episode Just Show Up. But during one of his lectures, he made the claim that because of the internet and social media, you can reach out to anybody. So he asked us to give him a name. So I raised my hand and I said, J.J. Eh, Abrams? Whom, by the way, is the guy who did Star Wars The Force Awakens and the new Star Trek movies. And it took Lionel probably 20 seconds, give or take, to sign up for a free trial account for IMDb Pro and find the contact info for J.J. Abrams' agent and other representatives. It took less than 30 seconds for Lionel to show me that this was nothing compared to the Twig of 93. And more importantly, it showed me that I knew how to do this. I just always told myself the leaf I focused on was an exception to the rule and I couldn't get around it no matter how hard I tried. So now my new game plan in Google searches were not how to make a movie or how to find a manager or an agent. Now it was, how do I get my material solicited? Now it wasn't, how do I fund my movie? It was, how do I develop a good financial career and stability for the lifestyle and the passions that I want? And then that made another leaf because I thought I had to work for a job that I didn't really care about or wouldn't do my best at. So then I started taking the steps going around that leaf and finding a job that I would love, which also meant saying no to certain gigs and saying yes to other gigs. And then that became, what do I love and what can I start right now? So we're always constantly going around these leaves, but it's up to us to find that mentality and say, I can go around this leaf, so let me go try. And if nobody's ever told you that, I am more than happy to be the one to tell you that this is nothing compared to the twig of 93, and you can go around the leaf. So with that in mind, I'd like to challenge you guys to figure out what leaves you want to go around in your lives. Because again, they're not twigs, but by learning the smaller and more achievable goals and steps, that leaf will become smaller and smaller until you can just blow it away. All right, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. I am always appreciative of your support. <clears throat> I have to apologize for this late and current upload. Uh, my laptop thought that last week was the perfect time to crash permanently, and I think my microphone's been blown out. So I've had to rely on other methods to get this podcast written and recorded, including but not limited to my best friend's laptop and office, which is where this is currently being recorded, um, a pen and notepad I used for taking notes in deductive logic class to write the script, my phone to record it, and then occasionally using a, a typewriter I got from back-end pawn shop. And mom, if you're listening to this, it's okay. It was cheap. <sighs> and I would say it was a tax write-off, but I didn't keep the receipt. But uh, 
the podcast, this podcast is very much something that I've learned that I enjoy very much. And if you guys feel so inclined, I will be preparing monthly membership plans. So that way you guys can choose this to support the podcast if you want. You can get some more perks uh, for the show and you can help me have more of an excuse to swap out one of my currently four jobs for this one. <laughs> so this will be put towards upgrading the podcast over time and making sure that the podcast becomes more and more immersive and better and better quality over time. So again, thank you so much for listening and I hope to see you in the next one. Stay safe, stay healthy.